Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are an okay podcast, mostly about movies. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. I'm the one who doesn't know anything, and I am joined by my friend who knows stuff. Uh, it's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Hey, Alex. Ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm okay. I'll never love again. I loved once, long ago. But anyway, let's get on with the event. <laughs> uh, do you believe in life after love? I know that's not from the uh, movie, but Cher was there. I, I don't know. We'll have to wait to the third act. Maybe I'll have a surprise first name and uh, a surprise twist that you won't see coming. Uh, well, uh, so Anthony and I are both in Portland and rounding out our smaller than usual panel, but I would say just as excellent as usual uh, from Los Angeles, California. She's at Bree Pruitt on Twitter. Uh, B-R-I-P-R-U-E-T-T. It's Bree Pruitt. Be still my beating vagina. <laughs> my favorite line from the film. There's there's uh, two aunts. There's the uh, horny one and the hungry one. The slutty one. aunts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what I love about this movie? Let me tell you. Cake. Here's what I love in movies. <laughs> I love horny old women. And then yes. this movie comes up with, what about horny young women, too? <laughs> You get you get something for everybody. Oh, got, but don't forget infantile old rich man. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. That's not as fun for me, but it is there. <laughs> and just it's real. Fun. My my favorite uh, character is the uh, the house owner. The, oh the yeah, business, the mom of the business owner. Yeah, she's the best. She's the best person. In I do want to talk more about minor characters later, and she would definitely be on my list of that. Although yes. of the major characters. I don't love the old men, but what I do love is that they just decided to be friends. That's my favorite part of this, is that they were like, we all might Alex. be the father, let's be friends. <laughs> Alex, don't you understand? That's what all old rich men do, oh, and then they run the country, yeah, <laughs> and I, for one, am slightly delighted to see old rich men not attacking each other with toxic masculinity, True. but just wearing khaki and having a wedding, <laughs> or whatever that was. Uh, yeah, uh, a bris? Probably not. Um, it was some sort of celebration that I don't understand. I, I assume it was a baptism. I think I think it was a baptism. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure that's what it was. They were to going be. to teach that baby to swim, Bree. That's the oh, important yeah. thing. Just a very small With- holy pool. Um, so this is episode number 452 of the show. it to its ankles so that it's protected for everything. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that'll never come back to haunt him. So this is episode 452. <laughs> we have now done as many episodes as the number of pages of written answers Mark Zuckerberg submitted to Congress last month following his testimony. <laughs> Nailed him, Alex. Really stuck him to the wall on that one. <laughs> I just said the number. I didn't even do the joke about it yet. Do you want me to get him? All right. Oh, I want you to get him. They send me at least that many uh, pages of unwanted notifications every day. <laughs> Got him. <Zinged> em. Got him. <laughs> Take that, Marky. You know, now it... Now he's going to know you hate notifications. (laughs) Uh, Can I tell you guys something fucking crazy? Yeah, you can. uh, Randomly about Facebook. Facebook texted me the other day. I haven't opened Facebook in so long that it sent me a text for a a person, an acquaintance I don't even like very much. (laughs) Uh, But I got a text that said, hey, did you see what this person has posted? And I went, what the fuck is this? And I freaked out. And I was like... It's, it's just like, I haven't had an open Facebook in so long that I, I don't know what they think is like, oh, clearly he's just not getting the notifications. We have to get 
Yeah, it's like, oh shit, someone's got a comment about their birthday. I should try Facebook yeah. again. Oh shit, Anthony would love to see this. <laughs> I, Man, what a thirsty yeah, ass app. Yeah, no uh, I I went and toned up. There's a, there's a literal box that says, do you want us to text you in the Facebook settings? Yeah. I had no idea. And the answer so is you no. Should tone that off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I don't want you to text me. What fucking my friend Andy posted on a timeline. Here's a I don't fun, give a fuck. Here's a fun Facebook thing that you two will appreciate, and this is less for the listening public, but um, what everyone at home might not know is that Bree and Anthony and I used to run a live talk show here in Portland, and because I'm still an admin on that page and it still exists, Facebook... <laughs> shows me ads that say like hey promote this post from your page just pay ten dollars now to get more reach and the post is this show is over goodbye forever (laughs) like i don't know facebook do you really think that i'm gonna pay ten dollars so more people can hear about a show that ended two years ago no no i mean don't you like i mean facebook does the same thing when i ask if i want to like rerun the obituary on my grandma every five years When it's like, hey, do you want to throw this t- signal flare back up in the air? <laughs> hey, Mark, can we throw a irony into the algorithm? How about that? Uh, so, anyway, speaking of things that probably feel long, uh, this week, <laughs> if it's not directed at you, uh, this week we're talking about Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, the new sequel to the 2008 jukebox, ju- jukebox musical Mamma Mia, but now with a title that sounds 80% more exhausted with itself. And uh, a premise that feels slightly more stretched. Uh, it's starring just a million people, including Amanda Seyfried, uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Colin Firth, Stellan Skarsgård, and Cher, with an appearance just at the end by possibly CGI Meryl Streep. Uh, probably not CGI, but she was just not in the movie for no reason, and then she was just in the movie as a dead lady. It was weird. It was Anthony, I'm hey, sure I you mean- have the backstory to this. Why did they kill Meryl off? If she could just come back from the dead, well, okay, she was tired. Us, she didn't want to shoot the whole thing. I mean, that's yeah, what I she, assumed. She just didn't want to be in it, but then to be in it, some. Yeah, here's the thing: they weren't gonna make she this movie. She wanted to be in it, some. Yeah, they weren't gonna make this movie. I would imagine and the Meryl was like, "I'll give you twelve hours," and they're like, "We're making it." I <laughs> get everyone else on the fucking thing. We're doing this. It's uh, but no, I didn't. I didn't see, so I only had so much time today, and I had uh, two choices. I could either watch Mamma Mia 1 and then go see Mamma Mia 2, or <laughs> I could have seen Mission Impossible Fallout for the third time in, in a week and then see Mamma Mia 2. And I went with the latter. Did you? Uh, so, <laughs> so you don't have a I lot have of no, the backstory for this. Yeah, I have no, but I, I am I too, have backstory. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so I read an article about Meryl Streep, and she was like, "I in the first movie, I did 11 songs, and I was dancing on cliffs, yeah. and I'm just <laughs> not willing to do that. It was years ago. Yeah. She doesn't want to do it again. She's a big star. It's amazing that they got her for the first one, yeah. to be honest. Totally. I mean, it is... The movie, the second movie, should be about what a fucking miracle that was. <laughs> and, um, yeah, she just Absolutely. didn't want to do it, so... Yeah. I you mean, that's, all these, that's what but uh, that's Meryl. She's a yeah. team player. She wants all these people to get paychecks. You think yeah. Pierce Brosnan has got money rolling in? <laughs> no, he doesn't. So she is, you know, uh, accommodated everyone by shooting a, a song. And I disagree, Alex. I thought it was very tasteful. And I think it is, you know, part of musicals. 
you know, they're also jumping back and forth in time, which was True. the most jarring thing in the movie. But I thought the ghost was very mm-hmm. musical theater, was, like, yeah. you know, kiss yeah. off moment. I guess well, and it's just, like the, right, I think right. the like, the actual sort of emotional core of the movie for me fairly works with like the the idea of like the mom and daughter thing. But what what I kind of liked about this movie is that everyone felt like they only had three days and they accommodated. <laughs> like they just kept adding characters until they filled in the right on the two hour running time. They're like, well, we can only get Pierce for two days. Okay, well, uh, we'll make sure we get a young Pierce. We'll just film another scene with this guy. Uh, I, I guess uh, do we have a young version of this guy? Yeah, let's get a young version of him. I guess the only uh, thing that was also- weird for me was I just, because Meryl was not in it, and she was the best part of the first one, uh, obviously, <laughs> uh, I the whole time that she's dead, I was just like, yeah, I get it. You can't afford Meryl. But you just keep, they kept talking about it, kept talking about it. And then when she showed up, I that was a very surprising twist to me because I just had assumed she was dead to them to universal uh and so it was just a it was just that was a twist for me and that's why i thought maybe for a second did they you know cgi young leia style put meryl in at the end Mm. and that's that's why i was referencing yeah no i i got it not just just diva shit and i just i just especially i think uh uh, in terms of like she has like sort of the two moments in the movie she's in the credit sequence too uh, but oh, yeah. if they didn't get her... Oh, they, I missed the credits. Oh, the credit sequence is pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Uh, oh, crap! Just, yeah, it's a big... They have a big dance number, and it's pretty The end silly. of the first one was a huge uh, dance number of the, the whole cast in, like, a set, not in uh, yeah. a location, uh, just, like, in a very stylized <laughs> Broadway-style set, and it's fun. Um, a lot of the older men cannot dance, sing, or look like they're trying. <laughs> And so it's a little sad whenever they're there. But it, it, what's fun about the the best part of the closing credits is the old versions with the young versions of themselves Perfect. dancing, so yeah. which is like super creepy when it was believable. There were a couple of them that looked really good, and a couple of them was like, oh, "That's fine." Uh, but the, when they looked really good together, watching them dance by each other was like, "Ah, this is creepy. This is a time travel thing. I like it." It was neat. So go back and, yeah. and pick that up if you get a second later. Um, okay, so why are we watching this? Here's the thing. Uh, occasional guest on the show and former friend Stephen Wilbur was on our episode about the first movie last year. We did a we did a month of movies that our moms would like, maybe two years ago. And so this is a movie from this was a podcast, an episode for my mom. It was a movie I know she really enjoys. And the thing is, everything my mom likes, I just assumed she would like to hear me uh, publicly not enjoy. So I did this podcast for her. Steven was on it. And so for the last six months, he's been pestering me about how we have to do the sequel now that it's out. And after we got it scheduled, he was like, I don't know. I really should go to this open mic tonight. So <laughs> we all three of us had to do this for Steven. And he's at a goddamn open mic right now. And we are done. Like, this is the end of me and Steven, for sure. Because I did not enjoy this movie as much as other people seem to have. And so that he got us all into this and then bailed. Either a mean prank or just he doesn't actually care about me the way I thought he did. Did he still see the movie? No, I, I assume the real reason was that he just didn't get a chance to watch the movie. Um and he just was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to have it. This was yesterday. He was like, I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to watch it. Also, I should go to the open mic. So 
he definitely had time, and I know that because I know for a fact he played D and D for four and a half hours today. Oh my god! Because I was also there, but I know that, and so I know he could have said, "Let's keep this a little shorter." I've got to go keep a promise to a friend. That's why we're all here, you guys. That's what happened. I think what the meatheads need to know is that <laughs> whoa, lying whoa, whoa, whoa. to meat, someone. Meat buddies, please. Meatheads sounds oh, meat way buddies. meaner. I'm sorry. What the meat buddies need to know. Yeah, those are fans of Meatloaf, the band and the food. <laughs> hey, hey, for all the meat buddies and meatheads out there, yeah. what you should know is that an open mic as an excuse is particularly disrespectful. Yes. <laughs> for comedians to say to each other and i just don't know if if civilians know that yeah that's a good that's a good addition it's so rude yeah um I, i'm trying to think of a good analogy from somebody else's life i guess it's like it's like oh man i was i'd love to go with you but i promised myself i would do the seven minute workout at home it's sort of like that. Yes. It's like you just I wanted to do i just wanted exactly. to go through one exercise video alone so i'm gonna blow off this project it's hurtful. We're not friends anymore. Fuck you, Steven. All right, now let's talk about the show. The, oh, the other reason we're doing it is because it's wet month. So uh, happy wet month, everybody. August Ooh. on the show is always wet month. It's sort of our summer celebratory month, but uh, get wet, stay wet. That's our, that's our theme for wet month. And uh, this movie, very wet. A lot of diving, very a lot wet. of sailing, a lot of Greek isles, very beautiful. A couple of rainstorms um, and some horny One old point, women. Colin- Colin Firth said he'd be willing to fall into a thing of water. Yeah, yeah, it's the uh, it's a wet movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, happy wet month, everybody! It's one of my favorite months. It's one of our original themed months. Was wet month. So uh, the re- we have one more sponsorship, uh, one sponsorship for me for this month, and then the rest of me- wet month is going to be up to our meatheads, up to our meat buddies to decide. So if you're a meat buddy, <laughs> go to readdistrict.com/slash/meatbuddies and vote in your favorite wet topics. And we'll pick uh, the top vote getters and we'll watch them for meet for what month. So very exciting. And if you want to become a meat buddy so that you can vote, read dustweep.com slash meat buddies. Uh, now I'm going to summarize this film for you guys. Feel free to jump in, make corrections, uh, make sure I'm getting all of the critical plot. So first, a quick reminder about Mamma Mia 1. It is uh, a loose plot about Sophie, a girl who's about to get married, and she uh, never met her dad, so she digs into her mom's diary, finds out that her mom thinks her dad could be one of three men, and then she sort of parent traps them together. She gets all three of the men to come to her wedding secretly, and uh, uh, everything turns out fine. That's really the plot of the first one, and uh, it's just like three men, who's the father, but like everything's great and then uh all of that shoehorned around the best of of sweden's only music group abba so uh you guys know how the best part of any best of album is volume two you know how you always save the best tracks for the second one well that's what mama mia 2 is uh mama mia 2 back in the well, habit technically they reused a lot of the same tracks yeah Give them credit. i didn't, they actually, I didn't look that up but that does make deep. sense they definitely did dancing queen and mama mia again yeah did they do Fernando? Yeah, there's no the way they one? didn't. There's no way they didn't do Mamma Mia and Dancing Queen in true, the first for sure. movie. They definitely like I, said, um, I haven't seen the trooper. first movie. Yeah. Oh right. I went. I went to Mission Impossible again. <laughs> right, right. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Instead of watching the first movie. <laughs> Alex, yeah. do you think that I have seen the first movie? Yes, I do. Well, guess what? what? <laughs> I haven't. Whoa! Oh well, now you're all caught up. I do think. <laughs> 
The, I mean, it, imagine this movie, but Meryl Streep was in it. It's the same thing. And actually, the songs are a little better. I did feel like the songs on this, except for like the three real big ones, were pretty forgettable songs. Um, it felt like kind of a volume two of the best of. But but for sure, Brie, I would have bet a decent amount of. I would have bet at least ten dollars that you had seen the first movie. It's not. I'm sure. It's not our time, right? This is like one of the biggest music groups of 72 to 75 or whatever. It's not our... I'm not a big jukebox musical fan. I'm not Give me some original songs. You know, that's sort of my musical genre. I definitely asked you because I know you love musicals, as do I. And I was sort of hoping you would be more forgiving of jukebox musicals than I am. But that's the thing that... Because it just feels like like in in a musical, it's like, I feel so much, I have to sing and dance about it. Here are my hopes and aspirations. Mm -hmm. And in this, it's like... Oh, that guy's name is Fernando because that's the song we had the rights to. And it's just not the same organic kind of thing. It feels much more just like forced in and who cares what I'm, is going on. I think this is a, 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 I'm not a big fan of jukebox musicals in general, but this because I'm not too familiar with uh, Abba's deep catalog. They just kind of <laughs> came off as fresh songs. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have any of that. Um, yeah. and How do you I'm feel about the music pulling- of Abba? Uh, well, here's the thing. I'm always pulling for every uh, Eurovision winner, regardless of country or year. I'm just a big fan of the sport. I have a lot of respect for anyone who goes through that. And, I mean, here's for the- a Eurovision winner, ABBA is the high water. Oh, mark, for right? sure. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a winner every year, the- and they don't have Broadway musicals based off their catalog. They are you know? the Kelly Clarkson uh- of uh, Eurovision, for sure. Oh, f- Fuck you, Kelly Clarkson wishes she was the ABBA of American Idol. Oh, sure, Idol, sure, sure. Right? She is the ABBA of American yeah. Idol. That's, I mean, there's nobody bigger than yeah. Kelly from American uh, Idol, is there? No, but ABBA um, is way bigger than Kelly Clarkson yes, is. Yes, yes, you know, but... From Justin to Kelly doesn't have Mel Streep in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Neither does 99% of Mamma Mia 2, but the your point is well taken. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? 99% doesn't matter if he got the one, all right? I'll take a good solid three minutes of Meryl Streep opposed to any minute of from Justin with Kelly. I mean, I know, uh, I, like, obviously I'm not breaking any ground here, but uh, I really like Meryl Streep. And this mo- the fact how much more I enjoyed the minutes she was in from the rest of the movie <laughs> is just so much to her credit. Just to, of, like, what an incredible presence she is on the screen uh, as compared to everybody else. It's just, like, uh, skyrocketed the movie. And I would have thought beforehand, you'd be like, I th- Pierce Brosnan, that's a pretty big celebrity. And Colin Firth, he's a big deal. Uh, but, like, uh, definitely this is Meryl's uh, film, and they're just, like, lucky to it- get me a part of it. You telling me that Piers Brosnan looking longingly at his novelty size twelve by eighteen loads glossy headshots of Meryl Street, young Meryl Street, <laughs> did it did it move you to tears? Oh uh, man, who has uh, the headshot of a seventeen year old girl? Uh, like, which was like the time you were intimate with her, which also feels very weird yeah. for a fifty year old man to be looking at in that large. Who has? Just like a poster-sized flip book of his ex-girlfriend. Glossy. Glossy yeah. as hell. Anyway, it was weird. Yeah. Okay, so let's catch, <laughs> up, let's catch uh, up with the plot of volume two. But that's why I liked this movie. That's how I'm going to point out a lot. This movie, one, the world is on fire. It's 100 degrees outside. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I sat, and this is the equivalent of like drinking mimosas on a Sunday afternoon. I felt buzzed mm-hmm. after watching this movie. It's just light. I didn't do dick today. It was great. Well, since we're laying our cards um, on the table, you, Anthony sent me uh, this onion 
review of this. I don't know if you saw this, Brie, but it was a great video Mm-mm. review by The Onion. And it was just it's just a guy staring down the barrel of the camera and telling you, you can either enjoy this movie as a fine piece of entertainment for a Sunday afternoon, or you, are, you can be a miserable person. This is up to you. And it did feel... It's a very funny video. I highly recommend it. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but it, especially because, Anthony, you sent it to me. It felt like he was talking to me. And so the part where he yeah. says, this is why nobody likes you, it hurt a little. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's good. It's some good writing. It is brilliantly video. written and right. acted, and it's it's very very sure. good. And I get that this is just a piece of light flair. Uh, and I think yes. I think I'm capable of enjoying light things. I have liked a lot of things in the past. It's just this is just not. It just did not click. What's with me. one other example, Alex? <laughs> of a thing I liked. That's light. Uh, that's light. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you if you, it's actually light. Oh. Uh, well, uh, my wife and I have been really enjoying Queer Eye recently and, and crying. Uh, that's not that nope. light. Crying is not light. No, I know. It seems like it's <laughs> going to be light. It's a makeover show, but then it's secretly very heavy. Um, yes. but it's beautiful crying. It's like very happy crying. Uh, you like tiny I, house hunters. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Tiny house hunters, especially is like, I mean, do you watch it though? Like for two hours? Oh, who's got two hours? Um, <laughs> uh, I guess people who don't have as many uh, cool projects as I... I don't know. Um, uh, what's a light thing that I've enjoyed recently? I don't know. I, a lot of things. But I, mean, but, I mean, this movie's not just light. It's also, like, preposterous <laughs> in terms of, like, the plotting. And the th- there were just moments in this movie that I was just, like, hysterically laughing because and it really feels like you're laughing with them not at it you know what i mean like yeah. the, at no yeah. point did i ever feel like i was laughing at this movie like the the opening quote i said you know that what? like super melodramatic uh monologue from uh andy garcia or just like <laughs> the weird scene when colin Firth just decides to like bail out of that meeting for no reason it's just so heightened and absurd i just it reminded me of like love actually i was like oh my god everyone's life is changing yeah yeah i okay so so i want i know that it sounds bad that you asked me what's something you've liked recently and it's hard for me but i want to i just want you to know that's more about my memory than it is about my inability to have fun because i just (laughs) pulled up a list of things we've done recently and star trek for the time-traveling whale movie, which we watched last week, totally liked. And that is pretty light. That is some silly shit. <laughs> I, Anthony is right about the level of frivolity here, yes. though. And it does... There is something that is, like... It's so wasteful. It's like... Yeah, I mean, it does give you a buzz. It's like... Ah, oh, this is so silly. Here's why I think it's. Uh, here's why I think we forgive the filmmaker. Like the same instant we hear the thing, it's because the lyrics of these dumb songs are stretched out over the plot. Yes, you know. Yes, and we have to forgive because we have to. We 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 realize that the conceit of the movie is that they fit the plot around these stupid songs. But what we the audience should be asking is why? Why are we fitting plot, plot points around these ABBA lyrics that are mostly like uh, nonsense? They're nonsense lyrics. Yeah. yeah, it's pop songs, so it's not trying to be deeper, interesting lyrics. I guess I, here's here's all it is. I would be a hundred percent about the frivolity if. 
I liked ABBA's music. And I think that's the main thing right. is that I do I what I've learned from this is with one exception, I do not care for ABBA's music. It sounds to me like a Yamaha 90s keyboard demo that you just yes. pressed go on in the piano store. Uh, it just it's just Again, Alex, not to really correct you. I think a nineties Yamaha keyboard might sound more like ABBA than ABBA sounds like. No, no, that's you a fair point. I mean? That is a fair I point. Think... But that's like the closest thing that I've experienced to it. I it's just ugh. It, it yeah, it just I, the music I mostly found grating, and I wanted to like I love the idea of rich, uh famous people on a Greek island goofing around, but I did not it did not seem to me like these people were having fun. Like it yeah. really seemed like these people were like maybe a little still hung over from like the, the beach party the day before and just not, like slogging through it as well. Like, it felt if they, if they were goofing around, I'd be like, this is a fun movie. I, or if I liked the music, either one. Uh, but this no, way I mean, is like to, just slog, slog. To me, it did feel, I really get like the feeling like, uh, they goofed around a little too much. Like, the scene writing was like, awkward Colin Firth being like, what if I tied myself to a chair? And they were like, oh, okay, Colin, yeah, sure, whatever, you do that. Then I'll fall in the water. It'll be hilarious. Like, yeah, Colin, I guess, yeah, we got the day. Oh, I mean, we're man. shooting digital now. This shit's free. Let's just keep going. I want so bad uh, to talk about that scene. So let's get, let me go through the plot of this now uh, rather quickly. It's not that, uh, it's not that difficult. Um, so uh, Meryl Streep is dead because she's too expensive. So uh, her daughter, Sophie, uh, played by Amanda Siegfried, is uh, she's reopening her mom's hotel as a better hotel. And she's got a big party planned and uh, a medium-sized with a bunch of millionaires and uh, press coming. Yeah, yeah. This is their big. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some bloggers, some like lifestyle models and stuff. It's going to be a huge deal. Millionaires and a lot they of rich specifically people. just yes. say millionaires mm-hmm. multiple yes. times. Uh, yeah, they're clearly. I mean, it seems like it's a hard place to get to. It's probably very expensive. So yeah, big party. And then she also has a medium-sized fight with her husband, who kind of wants to live in New York instead of with her, which is uh, kind of a weird way to tell her. Also, it's weird that he is using the hotel phone and not a cell phone. But anyway, uh, as she's preparing for both those two things, we get to flash back to an action-packed weekend back in the day when her mom met and bedded three attractive young men and possibly one goat. And yeah, I mean, just to be like, this movie is all about how awesome it must have been to be like young, wealthy, and live before AIDS was a thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is a sad joke, Anthony, and it is true. Yeah, it's a carefree lifestyle where she uh, uh, has three one-night stands and gets pregnant from one of them. And... Uh, it's and it's all fun. It's like what a goofy good time. There's uh, uh, there is uh, a guy who she meets at a French hotel that apparently has no staff. Uh, there's a guy she meets who owns a sailboat, and then there's a guy who owns a motorcycle, and then there is a goat. So that's the that's how she meets them all, and it doesn't really work out with any of them. But boy, does it like take like one of them took hard because she gets pregnant real fast it's like two weeks later and she's like i think i'm pregnant um but anyway back to the old people so the party is about uh, about to happen but then oh no it rains for an hour and the entire hotel crumbles because it was made out of paper mache and uh, they just just give up real fast um also two and two-thirds of her dads can't make it uh but then they show up on the mainland trying to go to the party 
Um, and here we get to the scene where uh, Colin ties himself to a chair, and he's like, look, we are two ungodly rich people, and the ferry is not working to get us to this island that's like 20 minutes away. Let's put our heads together and figure out if there's any possible way. What solution could we come up with to get us to that island? It seems in- insurmountable. It seems impossible. But maybe... We could come up with something. And then they think, what if we rented other boats? And bam, change no, the game. No, they think, what if we th- invite this uh, fleet of unemployed fishermen uh, and their family yeah. to this party? Because f- this movie is about taking the power back from the rich man. You know what I mean? Yeah. How did these two rich men not immediately go, oh, let's hire a different boat? It took them so long to think of inviting other people with boats to go to this party. Because let me tell you something: what this movie is about redistributing the wealth. Let me tell you. And even then, it's about even if you couldn't get a boat, you take care of this horse, you get the house. Yeah, that's the way. (laughs) It's like the principles of Sweden. Yeah, Yeah. the whole thing there is a common socialism. (laughs) Well, also share gets to the island without a ferry by helicopter because she's smarter than those two rich guys combined. She knows you can yeah. also fly to an island. It's so easy to get to the island. Did that not bother you guys? I was the fact they had to pull no. a full Dunkirk as like they're they're rich men. You run a comp- solve one problem. Boat doesn't but, work. I mean, New boat. It's so easy. Alex, let me ask you. Let me ask him. You ever hear the expression um, that uh, the best type of answer solves multiple <clears throat> problems? And no, that's what happened that with reasonable. their drunk fishermen. Right, because the thing is, they didn't just their problem wasn't just getting to the place. They didn't have guests anymore. They didn't have you know a good atmosphere. They didn't have enough feather boas. It's true. And those fishermen solved all of those problems. They took yeah. all Let me actually boxes. take a wider view for a second, because the actual only problem in this movie is how the fuck are we going to hear Super Trooper again? That's the problem. That's the problem that Colin Firth had to tie himself up to solve. And y'all are thinking about actual plot events happening. No, 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 no. The only problem we're solving is how to get these songs in the movie. Yes, and, and they nailed it. that problem was solved with all the fleet that yeah. needed to happen. So they take the boats over there. They have a party. Uh, Grandma shows up. Surprise, it's Cher. And uh, turns out Cher... Not really an actor. Uh, and then... Um, whoa, 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 whoa. I like Cher as a musician Alex. more than I like ABBA. Uh, Alex, but you can't talk like this. <laughs> You're going to alienate everyone. You didn't think she was a little bit wooden? Uh, Maybe a little, but she's like... Let's look up how old Cher is. Have you ever heard of The Mask? You know, don't go throwing around Cher as not an actress. That's crazy. I I, I mean, like, Cher uh, had less time. It looked like she had less time on the set than, like, Meryl Streep. (laughs) In terms of, like, she was literally always, like, framed by herself. Like, she said, like... And that's probably not even, like, a a trash-talking thing. It's probably they literally only had her... On a different location right. to shoot insert shots. Like, she's never with the cast. She's always by herself because she's busy. She's got she's got plates spinning, you know? This, she, she's also 72. Her, That's a fair point. She's 72. She's 72. She's born in the 40s. Yeah. She can't. And what is she supposed to 
to leave it all on the set of Mamma Mia 2? No. That's a very She's good point. She's seventy-two. I do. She's got money to make in Vegas. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't mean that as a shade to share. Uh, all I like. I. I don't care for ABBA. I like Cher's worst song more than every every ABBA song but one. And so I. I'm all, I'm all about Cher. It's fun to have her there. Um, but she. You're right. She doesn't leave it all out there, and you're right. She shouldn't have. Anyway, Amanda's pregnant, <laughs> yeah. and it could be any of three men. No, it's her husband. Anyway, and then her mom shows up briefly for the baptism. That's the movie. So um, we've talked a lot about it now. We've gotten really good at the details, but we um, have to do our anchor segment of the show. Uh, we're taking the summer. We're cutting the, the compliment sandwich in half for the summer. We're making it a little easier. We're just doing one compliment instead of two. It's a compliment tostada. Or an open-faced compliment sandwich. So, Anthony, I'm going to have you go first. What's your only compliment, or your main compliment, your major compliment for Mamma Mia? Uh, Here we go again. Well, I, I would say uh, the how, I think the laughing with it element was the thing I was surprised by. Like, yeah. I thought, I didn't think this would be, like, a very good movie. And it's 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 okay. It's fine. It's Like yeah, I said, it's a really it's fun, breezy way to spend a very hot day. Uh, but there were just like these scenes that these things would happen that I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like they were so absurd and like specific, like these very weird references. There's like a scene at the end when they're running and for some reason they come across like an old lady in like a, like a head wrap and like she's carrying a bushel of sticks for some reason on oh, this yeah. Greek island just out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I love the Well, she's Greek, a stick farmer, like, Anthony. Yeah, the Greek mom who's like when uh, there's a scene when uh, uh, the young Pierce Brosnan uh, is discovered that he is engaged, mm-hmm. and M- young Mill Streep runs off with the young Skarsgård, yeah, and uh, the young Pierce Brosnan goes to like this the Greek lady that uh, she's working for, and it's just. Like, listen, man, you blew it. And you didn't just blow it. She's out there now with the hottest stud. And let me tell you about how this guy fucks. Yeah. This guy yeah. fucks so This old lady brags about just, that guy's sexual prowess in a way that seems familiar with it. It's just so fuck. I was just sitting there like, this is so crazy. Although she does say, uh, the old lady says, he has so many notches on his bedpost, the bed fell down. And that makes me think she she thinks a notch in the bedpost is in the, the foot part under the bed. Uh, no, no, no. Or she knows that how you make it the works. notches. You make the notches on top of each other until you cut the bedpost yeah. in yeah, half. But that's above no. the. No, is, Alex. Okay. She knows how a fucking bedpost works. She's been around, all right? She is trying to illustrate that this guy fucks so much that it's like, imagine like a toothpick a monster chewed on for far too long. That's what his bed frame looks like at this point. It's just cut the shit, all right? Oh, it's she is just a delight. chipped up. And then you know what happens? He fucks on it too hard. And that's what broke it. <laughs> You gotta read the subtext, Alex. Man, uh, uh, she yeah. I, uh, she also should have asked my, that guy to use a condom, probably. She has my favorite um, moment in the movie too. At the end, when she gives Mill Street the house, she gives like the the way it's discovered revealed that Mill Street got this like property was because she squatted on it illegally for like six months, and then the lady was like, "I'm gonna let you do it. I'm gonna let you keep it because I judge people on how they treat animals." Because you took care of that horse I left to die in that abandoned <laughs> property. 
<laughs> That's true. If she cares so much about how people treat animals, she was a real shitty horse mom. Yeah, horse she doesn't care about how she she doesn't know care about she treats animals. Yeah. She's a sociopath. Here's what I she do. I lock a horse in the bottom animals. of a collapsing building. <laughs> That's how I treat a horse. Yeah, I just that was very funny. Yeah, uh, it was so funny. Uh, I want to talk more about her at the, in the in the later segment, but Brie, that's a great compliment. Brie, what's your uh, major compliment? Your compliment tostada. Uh, to, I, I tend to go with a uh, a shout out to an actor um, during these compliments, and so I got I got to shout out Christine Baranski, who was playing uh, the one of the old slutty aunties. Uh, now I can't remember which one. Is she Tanya or Rosie? She's Tanya. She's Tanya. She also, she's just had this long, amazing career of TV acting. Um, she was memorable to me in um, uh, the uh, uh, fucking, uh, God damn it. The movie, <laughs> Dr. Seuss's Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think she, she plays a cunty slut in every <laughs> single movie. She was in Sybil. But she was in one. nine and a half weeks. You're on her side. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know how you get to play a mean girl for like 30 years. Oh, she was great in the birdcage. She plays the kid's yeah. biological mom in the birdcage. Man, that's yeah. a good role. I just, I just love her. And, you know, Cher didn't have to show up for Mamma Mia, right? Right. But Christine Baranski yeah. fucking does. Yeah. And this is her level of movie, and she shines. Yeah. And so for shout-out to, like, expert casting and an actress doing, like, her just, just – fucking firing that eight ball right in the pocket you yeah. know what i mean right over the plate i love the aunts i love i love her i love the horny one and the hungry one i think they're both super fun and uh yeah she does she does put a lot more into this for sure uh yeah super solid comment christine baranski um mostly from the good wife is her big thing right now um anyway so yeah good my major compliment uh is this is gonna start sounding like it's not a compliment but bear with me um like I said, I'm not super familiar with the music of a ABBA, and I don't... What mostly this uh, movie taught me is that I don't care for it. Um, but I, that's not even, I didn't hate it. It was just like, I feel nothing. Almost. This just doesn't do anything for me. But <laughs> Fernando. That's all. That's my compliment. Uh, Fernando, I was like, this is a pretty fun song. I enjoy this. Uh, Fernando is uh, the only ABBA song I like, it turns out. So... Uh, I and I, I like everything. I like Cher's worst song more than everything in the ABBA catalog except Fernando. I've been hinting at it. Spoiler: It's Fernando. There it is. There's the ending. I like Fernando. <laughs> Did you guys have a favorite song? I have uh, always enjoyed Fernando. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked Fernando a lot. I liked. Uh, I thought just the dance sequence for Waterloo was clever and fun. Yeah, Waterloo. The dance was Waterloo. fun. Water, yeah. Waterloo was my uh, ABBA song that I'd never heard before that I enjoyed. Oh yeah, well, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely liked the. I liked that the, they have all this stuff about French history. They have to work into a dance number, and so they were just in a restaurant where this stuff happened. They're like, well, we just happen to have all this stuff right here. It's perfect. Uh, yeah. 
Awesome. Well, those are our compliments. Uh, we're going to take a quick break to thank a meat buddy, and then we'll be back with some games for lightning bonus round. Stick around. Today's episode is brought to you by our fabulous meat buddies, everybody who donates to help keep this show floating down the tracks like a ghost train. Uh, we have a new meat buddy to thank this week. Jennifer from Amsterdam uh, just became Ooh. a meat buddy recently, and uh, she asked. She said that uh, Jennifer from Amsterdam, uh, regular pronunciations for all the words, uh, which I do appreciate, because I was definitely going to make some guesses about uh, <laughs> Hennifer and Amsterdam, and uh, anyway. Um, also, cool the, having a Dutch listener. Uh, my mom is from a small town outside of Amsterdam originally, and I like hearing Dutch listeners. Uh, so thanks, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer has asked us, we give you a variety of options of games for your thank you segment, and Jennifer has asked us to play Two Truths and a Lie. So I know the answer, but based on only what you have heard so far, Brie and Anthony, you're going to have to guess which is the lie. Here are the three options. A, Jennifer from Amsterdam, has visited 15 U.S. state capitals. B, she is trained as an operatic soprano, and C, she has demonstrated software to Tim Cook, CEO of Apple. Which of these is the lie? Visited 15 U.S. states, capitals, state capitals, B, uh, trained operatic soprano, or C, demonstrated software to Tim Cook? The lie is the state capitals. And why do you think? Because... She's from the bustling metropolis of Amsterdam. Who cares about the state capitals in the U.S.? Those are the worst places. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there may be like three states where it's like, oh, the capital, that's the best part, but not exactly. many. Not, no Great. one's like, man, I can't wait to go to Sacramento and Salem, <laughs> Oregon. What a trip you're going to go on. Ooh, I wonder what Olympia's like this time of year. Yeah. I really want to see Carson City, Nevada. <laughs> I was going to make more jokes, but uh, couldn't remember any more state capitals. <laughs> I mean, there are places where it's the good part. You know, Denver, Colorado, Austin, Texas sure, is definitely sure, the best sure. part of Texas. Those are all um, state capitals but that I, I would have remembered. <laughs> Uh, is there, are, are there even 15 good state capitals in the U.S.? I highly doubt it. So if you did that, that would be definitely seeing at least 13 bad state capitals. Anthony, which do you think is the lie? Well, I, I'm going to go with the operatic singing one. Yeah. Uh, do you, just, you think she's an alto, not a soprano? Or you yeah, think she well, can't it, sing at all? I, I think for some reason in my head that someone who has visited 15 capitals is more likely to have shown Tim Cook something than <laughs> sing opera, you know what I mean? I love and, that. And uh, sort of vice versa. In, th in terms of like who's walking that path, right? Yeah. What what are the what what two stops are the most likely on this road? Yes. That's the way I'm looking at I it. I love that. And You're that's thinking about I'm it as a whole. With. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to go with opera cuz I think, you know, Maybe she was, like, showing Tim Cook a new app. Things to do in state capitals. <laughs> 15 state capitals you didn't even know were part of that state. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that there were this many Confederate monuments in the north? <laughs> we didn't. Uh. Uh, so, Anthony, I got to say, so, Bree, you looked at each one individually and analyzed them for their own content. Anthony took the clearly superior method of looking at it holistically and uh he was wrong you were right Bree. it's the state capitals 
Uh, that is not true. She is a trained operatic soprano and has demonstrated software to Tim Cook, CEO of Apple. Wow. Full Real. points to Brie. And I, Renaissance person. Totally. And I uh, just I, I followed up with her about it because I thought that was pretty amazing. So I asked her how she got to hang out with Tim Cook. And uh, here's her answer. I work for a small company in Amsterdam that makes apps for people who cannot speak. And they use an iPad or an iPhone to help them communicate, either by typing or by using pictures. And when Tim Cook visited Amsterdam a few years ago, we were one of the developers that he visited there. And I'm the speech therapist on the design team, so I got to demo our main app to Tim and answer any clinical questions he had. And I was super impressed with his questions and how excited he was that the tech was being used to make a real difference in people's lives. Also, he liked our office cats, which is always the best way to my heart. So uh, not only did uh, uh, Tim win Jennifer over that story, just won everybody over, right? That's incredible. Why would you go to states when with shitty capitals when you can do that? Someday you'll be like, man, what I really want to do is go to Little Rock, Arkansas and see what that has that I don't know about. I hear they have the biggest ball of yarn. <laughs> yeah, finally. I want to see that yarn. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for becoming a meat buddy and for doing the work you do. And uh, thanks to all of our meat buddies. If you want to become a meat buddy and get... Uh, you can play a game on the air. You can get a, a, a pep talk. We've been doing a lot of those recently. It was really fun. Uh, give you advice on some life event. Or we can play Truths and a Lie based on nothing but your name. Uh, or or many other things. Anything you want, really. Uh, all reasonable requests will be accepted. And unreasonable requests, most of them will be accepted. So uh, become a Meat Buddy. read slash Meat Buddies. We really appreciate it. Um, as we've been, uh, people have been uh, mentioning on Twitter recently, they are happy that we are using the, uh, the donations to help pay our guests. And also to keep Anthony air conditioning running uh so uh people are very happy about that on twitter anthony i know you're not there and they didn't text you about it so you didn't hear but uh that's what people think about you on twitter so they're happy to be helping your air conditioning run uh readers.com slash meet buddies thank you to everybody who keeps our show floating down the tracks like a ghost train me buddies 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 hey everybody real quick editor's note before we go into this next part of the show tragically Breeze audio, uh, which had already been a little iffy, got way, way worse in this last part, and I've done everything I can to salvage it, but just big chunks of it were uh, uh, unlistenable, and so I'm so sorry. I know this show is already only a three-person show, but mostly the rest of it is going to be a two-person show because all of Bree's hilarious riffs uh, had to be cut, so uh, um, that's why. It's not that she's not here. It's not that we weren't trying to get her involved in the show or anything it's just uh, a, a technical difficulty so please enjoy the rest of the program mostly just anthony and i talking with occasional uh, interjections from brie all right and now it's time for lightning bonus round we're going to the lightning bonus round lightning bonus round here we go we gotta finish this shit up so, Lightning Bonus Round is our minigame segment. We have a, a whole uh, stable of minigames that we sometimes trot out, like a scared horse in a rainstorm, and uh, play them and discuss something either about the movie or just inspired by it. Um, I definitely want to start by playing No Retreat, No Surrender, because this has come up a few times. So, No Retreat, No Surrender is our game that we invented based on the movie, the same name, that is the fact when, when minor characters seem like they have much inter- richer and more interesting lives than the major characters, and I wish we could just follow them. Um, so Anthony, we're talking about, uh, the lady who who works in the Greek bar and owns the farmhouse and knows a lot about this kid's sexual prowess. And, uh, I definitely would love to see more of her life because she is fascinating. And I would also like to see more about her son 
who is in the worst band of all time. And you who, know that, and it's a shame too because that the band seems to really have a good thing going on. It's just him <laughs> as a leader that's holding them back. He like I kept looking part. at them and be like, if you guys just kicked him out. You could totally, like, he's your Dave Mustaine, Metallica. Don't you know what you gotta do? <laughs> Thank you, you for saying that so I could s- get that reference. Yeah, you gotta leave him on the side of the road. That's not the best example. What's a band that they kicked out a lead singer and got better? I don't know. I don't know. That was a good pull. If you got one that fast? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, didn't, I mean, uh... Van yeah, no. Halen got worse. I don't know. I can't think of... Yeah, most examples I think you'd be like, oh, they kicked somebody out and got worse. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the you know yeah that guy's the thorn in your side band. Also fun is that uh, that guy has a microphone to sing, and yet there is no PA, so uh, clearly they don't want anyone to hear him. They know they're like no 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 it works. It's tied to something. You don't you can't see the speaker. Just sing. It's great. Oh, also sorry. Uh, I would also love to know retreat no surrender the horse because we see it gets saved from that barn and that where the torturous old lady left it. I'd love to see what else that horse gets up to on this yeah. tiny island. I- I like the fairy guy, the oh, dude who's yeah. really into people's hair on their passports yep. in like a weird sexual way. But he's I stamping like their passports just to get on a ferry to another part of Greece. Why are you stamping? I didn't understand his job. I don't think that's a real job. I think he just built that on the edge <laughs> of the shed on the dock, it and was, people yeah. just come up to him. <laughs> yeah, he just built a little shed. And was like, show me your current haircut and your old yeah. haircut. Yeah, let me tell you something, man. People are sheep. If you put in a little box and you stand in a, like a police officer's uniform, people will just come up and show you their ID. That's true. Yeah, he was fun. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, well, he's being real weird about this girl's hair. And then when he did it to everybody, I really enjoyed him. Uh, may I submit Stellan's uh, twin brother? Oh, yeah. Uh, fat Stellan Skarsgård, right? It's just him in a fat <laughs> suit. Um but was he supposed to be his twin brother who he sent to events that he didn't want to go to and always told the same story? Was it about a goat? Yeah. It was about a goat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. I, I hate that as a tease where they're like, oh, he's going to tell the goat story. And the guy's like, here's my story about a goat. Now I just want to hear it. So I want to follow him around just so I can hear the goat story. Uh, I mean, isn't that one of those things that, again, kind of feels like that's just what he wanted to do that day on set? <laughs> like, what if I'm in a, a big fat suit? And they're like, uh, yeah, sure, I guess if you want to show up two hours early, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, like, so much of what they do in this movie, like, in the end dance sequence of this film, it's th- the three of them having a beer during it. Yeah. Which is just like... They just wanted a beer during they, that Those day. were just from craft services. They were not yeah. supposed to. Those are not prop beers. Yeah, I mean, they had you know, three days with everyone, like I said. They <laughs> just winged it, you know? Yeah. Um, let's also... I also want to do two more quick games. One, uh, the next one I want to do... Uh, this is a weird uh, This is a weird suggestion for a game, but I, I thought it'd be funny. One of our most common games that we play is when we watch a movie with dangerous stuff, we play How Would You Fail to Survive? And because uh, we're not like strong people, so there's a zombie apocalypse, we're gonna die right away. But I thought it would be fun to see. How would you fail to survive if you were a character in Mamma Mia? Here we go again. How would you die in this movie? I mean, this way I'm probably going to die in real life. I forget to put the ladder down when I jumped out of a boat. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I is that a I common problem of, for you? Is that a worry? I think, 
No, no, that, that's a big, pretty big fear of mine is that I'm going to be on a boat one day and be like, I'm going to jump into that nice cool water and forget <laughs> to put the ladder down and then drown. You're going to drown big... holding the side of your perfectly fine boat. Yeah, that happens. That happens to a lot of people every year, Alex. I don't know if you know that. A, a lot uh, of people? Yeah, a, a good number of people every year die that way. Just uh, They can't get back into their boats because they forget to put the ladder down. Uh, you said a so lot, though. I'm going to guess this is like yeah. one a year. I think it's definitely probably more than that. I don't know how what you would even Google search to look for that. Well, what I, I did was peop- how many people drown forgetting to put the ladder down. So let's see if that goes anywhere. Mostly it's about there's a movie called Adrift. Uh, or no, it's Open Water and then Open Water 2 Adrift uh, that is about that. It's like a group of people yeah. who forget to put the ladder down. So is, are you sure you didn't just watch Open Water 2 Adrift? When you think that a lot I mean, of people die this way each year, do you, are you really just referring to the cast of Open Water 2 Adrift? Look, I'm just saying they <laughs> haven't seen those people in any other movies since then. Now have I? Uh, uh, that's fair. So, checkmate. I w- also would like to recommend the Cora answer to the question, how can you get back in a boat if you forgot to put the ladder down? And then uh, a person who owns a boat company wrote a very long post about using the straps of the life jacket and the knife uh, to get over the... Anyway, it's pretty solid. I mean, did the person who wrote the question right underneath it, like, kind of a hurry, uh, kind of in a hurry, please let me know as soon as possible. (laughs) This is a good idea. Instead, actually, also, it's funny, this, this answer is like, also, after you're done with this, you've scratched up the side of your boat. Get a new boat using our great boat marketplace and the app that I own. Anyway, so this was just like a guy who answered this question so that he could advertise his boat company. Uh, how would you fail to survive, Bree? I think I would fail to survive by getting birth in a barn on an island with like limited medical resources. Yeah, that seems dangerous. Uh, and it's fortunately the Greek lady's like, I sense a child is being born and then like sprints up the hill. <laughs> right. I, I mean, she's definitely the Greek all star. Like the way they gave that award to Colin Firth for being like the best Swedish person ever uh, in the movie. I feel like she should be getting like a lifetime achievement in Greek island life award. Yeah, I I do worry not the way you maybe the way you do that you're going to die in a uh, forgetting to pull the ladder uh, down, Anthony. I do worry that I'm going to decide to cut loose for the first time and die dancing. I am worried that I will fall off at the top of a sailboat or the side of a, a pier. Um, mm. You'll uh, be waiting for those two men to come and lift you over that table and they'll never show up. <laughs> is that what, I, is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, I mean, I've I've never, like, I, I can say safely I've never cut loose, and I'm just afraid that if I did... It's because I'm worried that I would die. It's not that I'm worried that my dancing is bad. It's that I would fall and die attempting to dance, which would be one of the most I mean, embarrassing deaths. Dancing on like a uh, a sailboat does seem a little dangerous. Like that yeah. scene when they're doing that, like she's not wearing any shoes and he's wearing like boating shoes. And yeah. it just seems like this is a good good way to... And I don't, I don't know how to sail, but I know that in sailboats, something swings around. Yeah, it seems and dangerous. I've seen the talented Mr. Ripley. I know how this usually goes. <laughs> He's just trying to get it out on the water to absur- uh, take her identity. <laughs> I uh, the last game I want to play uh, is called Aftermath, which is basically 
what is the stuff that happens the next day, month, and year after this movie ends? What is the stuff that oh. is happening to them? Presumably, if it was collected, it would be in a movie of just ABBA's B-sides and unreleased demos. But what do these people's lives hold in the next couple weeks or years? I think a really bitter lawsuit when the lady who technically owns the land comes back for the profitable oh, yeah. hotel they just opened on it. Yeah, no, I said uh, you could live in a farmhouse, not run a billion-dollar Airbnb. I want a percentage. Yeah, I am on the lease here. <laughs> yeah. My son burned through all mama's retirement funds and I need a, I need a taste. We didn't even know? talk about where that guy got the money to buy a bar for his band to play in. That guy working real hard to make money just to put it into his private project that's not working. Um Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, what else is going to happen shortly after this? That's a perfect answer, Anthony. I almost, I'm afraid to try to come up with something better than that. I mean, eventually they're all going to end up on Murray, right? Isn't this how this always ends? On Murray? Yeah, to find out who the father is. Oh, that's your go-to you for, know, do you mean Maury? More, what did I? You said Murray. More. <laughs> more. Wait, is his name Maury? Yeah. Yeah, I could have. I thought it was just like Murray. Yeah, like, Murray what? Povich, sure. <laughs> Murray, Murray Pervich, we all know that. <laughs> I, look, man, I coded him for the contents, not the pronunciations. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's good enough for Lightning Bonus Round. I don't want to try to top that. So re- you can play along uh, with future Lightning Bonus Round games. Go to readdashweaver.com slash next, and you can see our upcoming ep- uh, episode, what we're talking about in that week. And then you can suggest games, or you can do it on Facebook or Twitter. Um, just to close out, Anthony, I was thinking I wanted to do a new thing to close the show. I'm trying to think about how we end the show without the compliment here. So I just want Anthony's last word. So this is a, a new segment. I didn't warn you about this. So you're not prepped. So I'll give you a few options, but you can do whatever you want. It can be your final thought on the movie. It can be an opinion about something else we haven't gotten into the show this week. You can tell us about something else you saw this week. But I want, like, I w- you have 30 seconds. What's the final word for people to take away this week? Um, I I woke up and the first thing I saw was a Trump from Donald Trump, uh, the president that made me so upset I decided to spend the whole day at the theaters mm. watching fun movies uh and Escapism. i felt great afterwards yeah uh so do that i can't suggest <laughs> that enough uh literally most of the west coast is on fire right now oh my god uh everything is horrible uh and it just just really go go see uh this or go see mission impossible fallout i know i've plugged that movie a lot also very good yeah uh All right. like it Liked it quite a bit. That's my final word for the week. The final word from Anthony is escapism. Yeah. Awesome. No, no, no. I want to, I want to self care. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Take one for you. Uh, Because sometimes you get in too deep, you know? (laughs) And you got to, you got to go dry out from life a little bit. You know what I'm talking about. That's perfect. Thank you. I didn't warn you about that. That was exactly what we needed.
right, everybody, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will be back again next week. Oh, and by the way, I know you're getting ready to skip ahead to the next podcast in your queue right now, because that's what I would do, but bear with me. It's going to be a fun two minutes of plugging next week. You don't need to skip this. It's not an ad. Anyway, uh, next week, we're talking about the Disney Channel original film, Stepsister from Planet Weird. Are you familiar with this movie, Anthony? Oh. No, I'm not. Is this recent or like a like uh, a 90s thing? That's a good question. Uh, two seconds. Uh, listen to me, Google. Uh, 2000. Two th- okay, so split the difference. Yes, yeah, split the difference. So uh, it's a wet month movie. This is sponsored by Sean, uh, but suggested originally by his partner, who says it's a good fit for wet month because the stepfather and titular stepsister are sentient bubbles from a water planet. Okay. (laughs) So we are about to stay very wet because we're going to watch a movie about sentient bubbles. Man, those Disney Channel writers really put a lot of effort into a premise, you know? Yeah, I mean, they they get it done. I don't know a lot about this movie, but the first image in Google Image Search is of four children holding hair dryers and pointing them up as if they're using them as weapons, presumably towards a bubble. Oh, no. Oh, man. This is... Uh... Spoilers. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> Stepsister from Plant Weird, that's next week. Thanks, Sean, for sponsoring that episode. Get wet, stay wet. Uh, and uh, thanks for our meat buddy this week, Jennifer from Amsterdam. We really appreciate all of your support from, from both of you. Oh, and one quick uh, bit of listener mail, Anthony. This is mostly for you. Um, we got an email from Alexis asking for a refund. So there you go. <laughs> I know that we ended our three episodes that he sponsored with the thought. Everyone had the thought. There's no way this was worth it. And uh, so apparently he agrees. Uh, no, he actually said he did say that. And then he said uh, that he realized there's no refunds. He also said he really enjoyed the podcasts. Um, and even though... Uh, he said, "I listening, listen back. You definitely enjoyed the book more than you let on. Okay, fair enough. Um, plus, it made you think. And also, even if you think you liked that movie, what would an HBO slash Netflix type series based on the book uh, that was true to the book? How good would that be? Uh, you have to agree with that. And you don't have to do anything, Alexis. We're out of your sponsored. So no, that would that would be good. You're right. It would be good. And I did like the book. It's it's all great. Uh, I'm glad that you are not upset at your." Totally not worth its sponsorships, but uh, I, I was with him the whole time. I want the record. Yes, yeah, no, the, the record, right. Anthony. The the record has been very clear up to this point. No one listens <laughs> to the show to be like, I can't wait for Alex's opinion on this movie, so I know what the right thing to think is. The, people want to hear your insight, and they want to hear you ridicule me for my bad opinion. I am aware, and you know what. Yeah. I'm trying. It's not that I'm doing that. This is the important thing. I just, just like maybe something about this movie that was enjoyable is I want you. I'm not trolling. Uh, I like. I know what I am, and I am just doing my best. This is like. This is what I've got to offer. You know. Yeah. You already skipped I mean, this part. Anyway, the, thank you, Anthony. Uh, I, the record will in, so indicate. Uh, all right. And, and please, uh, if you want to sponsor an episode, uh, you can join the mailing list for Facebook or Twitter. We'll let you know when it's coming up. Also. Meet Buddies, we read Dash Meet Buddies, Meet Buddies, become Meet Buddy. And if you're a current Meet Buddy, go vote on what movie, what month topics. That's all. Thanks for being here, Anthony Lopez. Always a pleasure to have you. It's been so. Wait, what? (laughs) You nailed it. No, you nailed it. Don't don't change it. I've.
And uh, at Brie Pruitt on Twitter. Everybody should follow Brie and uh, check out uh, anything you possibly can that she's doing, especially if you're in Los Angeles. Go see. Get it, take any opportunity you can to see Brie live. Brie, thanks for doing Thank the show. Thank you. Follow me on Instagram. It's my best friend. Yeah, follow Brie on Instagram. Um, that is most people's best medium. Mostly Twitter should die and Instagram should live on because there's no words. That's the best part is the lack of words. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? So much good is coming from Twitter recently. It's just been a cavalcade of good times and happiness. I actually like it. I do still enjoy it. Uh, and I I could tell you the secret, which is like, just follow things that are fun and unfollow anything that's not fun. Or if you think you have to follow them, follow them and mute them. There's so many good options. But um, yeah, anyway, follow Brie on Instagram. Uh, that's it for the show. Thank you guys, everybody. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Pshh.